Welcome to the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. I'm Christina Simmons, your host, and thanks for joining me today as I strive to inspire, encourage, and accompany you on the journey towards holiness by sharing food for the head, heart, hands, and feet so we may grow closer to God, become more like Jesus, and through friendship, help one another discover the life God created us for, a life of purpose, peace, and abundance. Welcome to episode 42 of the Say Yes to Holiness podcast. This is Christina Simmons, and I'm so glad that you've joined me, particularly as we are on the cusp of the new liturgical year. We're just getting ready to begin Advent. In fact, uh, this is going out on the equivalent of our New Year's Eve on Saturday. Uh, And so I hope that all of what is contained here is going to help you create an advent of discernment, a time of discernment for you throughout Advent so that you truly can receive all of the gifts that our Lord desires to give you during the Christmas season. So buckle up and enjoy, and I'll see you on the flip side. Our food for the head comes from Father Timothy Gallagher in his book, The Discernment of Spirits. He writes, Becoming aware is the gateway to all discernment. How aware are we of our own interior spiritual experience? How often during the day do we pay attention to it? Do we ever consciously stop to become aware of what is stirring spiritually within? This is the first and most important Ignatian teaching on discernment. Be aware. Seek to be sufficiently within so that what is stirring spiritually in our hearts becomes present to our consciousness. This is so important, especially as we're getting ready to begin the Advent season. In fact, uh, the first gospel of the first Sunday of Advent is about be watchful, be aware. Just uh, Jesus you know, tells us that we need to be watching. We don't know when the master is going to come. And it's not for us to live in fear of the master coming. Rather, it's for us to be aware of how do we need to prepare for when the master does come. And this is what discernment is all about. Father Timothy Gallagher, in the same book, This Sermon of Spirits, he talks about that there are three aspects of discernment. So often people will you know, not know that discernment is a continuous, ongoing, lifetime activity. It's not a discernment of, oh, I have a big decision and I'm going to discern it and then I'm done with discerning. No, we are to be constantly discerning how it is, in particular, how it is are we responding to the great call to holiness? How are we responding to God's invitation to step into life with him and to embrace the life that he created us for? And Advent is that opportunity for us to do this, but we have to be growing in awareness. We have to be watchful. And one of the most important things that we can be doing is we cultivate this awareness by reflection, by prayer, meditation, and reflection, examining 
our lives in such a way that we're able to become aware of when we are saying yes to God and his desires for us and when we're saying no to those desires of what God wants for us and many times we say no without even realizing we're saying no and sometimes I know for myself it has to do with the fact that I was ignorant of what our Lord desired for me in that moment. I was so caught up in the daily everything of my life that I wasn't really giving a reflective thought to, uh, is this where God wants me to continue to be? Uh, is this, is God prompting me maybe to adjust my azimuth just a little bit? Um, yes, I'm moving towards holiness, I hope and pray. Um, but maybe he's nudging me and saying, hey, you know, you need to adjust a couple of things here because otherwise they're going to become problems in the future. And the only way that we can grow in that awareness is for us to make those periodic assessments, for us to be looking and saying, okay, what is my, for example, uh, what, what are my strengths? Uh, what are my weaknesses? Where are their opportunities? And then where are their threats or challenges? This is called a SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T. And it can be used for a variety of things, but particularly we can apply it to our spiritual life. And Advent, the beginning of our new year, is a perfect time for us to be reflective and to do an assessment and say, how well am I doing in my daily prayer and meditation? How well am I frequenting the sacraments, living that life of grace? Um, how well am I striving to grow in daily virtue? How well am I abandoning myself to God's will? And to look at, hey, where is there a strength and where is there a weakness? And then to make a plan, take action. So once we come to that understanding, then we take action of what it is that we need to be about. And this is what Advent is about. It's that time for new beginnings. It's a time to be watchful, but it's a time for new beginnings. Our food for the heart comes from Dom Augustine Gillian on the prayer of the presence of God. He writes, prayer is the duty of every moment. We ought always to pray, said our Lord, and what he said, he did. Therein lay his great power. Action accompanied his words and corresponded with them. We must pray always in order to be on our guard. Our life, both of body and soul, our natural and supernatural life, is like a fragile flower. We live surrounded by enemies. Ever since man rejected the light that was meant to show him the way, Everything has become for us an obstacle and a danger because we live in the shadow of death. Dom, you know, Augustine talks so well about the fact that prayer is a duty of every moment. And he says we should pray always, but many times I know for me, um, for many years, I would hear pray always and I'd become discouraged because it would just seem so impossible to do. But what I've come to learn over the years is that God never gives us a task for which he doesn't also give us the resources and capacity to do it. 
And, you know, Jesus modeled it for us, you know, uh, Dom Augustine, you know, says, you know, what Jesus said he did. And that was where his great power come from. Jesus modeled for us what praying always should be like and what it should look like. And we are able to see that it is possible. But we have to say yes to the invitation to live our lives in that manner. And this is the great challenge. I actually heard this great uh, analogy of trans- from uh, Father Ed Broom. An article he wrote in which he said ASAP instead of the world as soon as possible, rather change ASAP to always say a prayer. And so we have that opportunity to, in the rush of things, to always say a prayer. When we're getting in the car, when we're going about, you know, doing the dishes, when we're doing the laundry, when we're turning on the TV, when we're uh, picking up the phone, uh, you know, there's so many ways we can always say a prayer. But in addition to that, we also need to, as I said, to say yes to how God desires for us to live in this manner. And, you know, Jesus showed us how to do this. And what's the manner that Jesus showed us? To live a holistic and integrated life. When we're living holistically, this means that we're being attentive to all of who we are, our human, spiritual, intellectual, and pastoral apostolic needs and we begin to live those integrated lives when an integrated life when we're attentive to these aspects when we are uh, encompassing you know our physical needs so food and clothing and you know um, and and our a bed to sleep in and shelter uh, you know but we're being attentive to taking our showers and and getting a good night's rest etc so those human needs those physical needs um, the spiritual life when we are taking time for daily prayer and meditation when we are also relationally um, our friendships our family uh, relationships uh, when we're being attentive to those and then of course what usually takes up most of our time is our work or going to school you know so our work our achievement this is an important part we need to be attentive to it but it can't dominate in the same way we need intellectual stimulation and finally we need beauty and that's one of the biggest things that when our lives are rooted in prayer and our action springs forth from that prayer, then we become more in union with God. And this is how a holistic life can help us do what St. Thomas Aquinas talks about, which is to build the supernatural upon the natural. And when we do that, then we are able to guard against however Satan wants to prevent us from being able to grow closer to God. And we gain God's perspective for how we should approach and live our life. So even though we might be living in the shadow of death in this particular time and place, we don't have to fear it, but rather we can wait with hope and with joy and with peace that God is going to bring us to the fulfillment of what it is that he invites us to, and that is to be with him for all eternity in heaven. And we're back. Our food for the hands comes from St. Faustina. Actually, it comes from Jesus who spoke to St. Faustina, but it's contained in her Diary of Divine Mercy. 
And Jesus said, Outwardly, your sacrifice must look like this, silent, hidden, permeated with love, imbued with prayer. I demand, my daughter, that your sacrifice be pure and full of humility, that I may find pleasure in it. I will not spare my grace, that you may be able to fulfill what I demand of you. Wow, the beauty of what it is that Jesus shared with St. Faustina, but it's also the message for us. This is why Jesus told her to write it down so that everyone throughout history would be able to hear and know his great message of mercy. This is the reality that you know, Jesus wants us to know of that his mercy, his grace is always going to be enough to be able to, for us to respond to fulfill whatever demands are being placed upon us. And that is such a relief for me. It's such a joy because the fact that, you know, to pray always, you know, that he's going to give me the grace that I need to do this. He's going to give me the strength that I need to be able to fulfill this demand. The same thing with to be a saint. God asks all of us to become living, breathing, wonder-working saints. And when you look through history, you can see that such things are possible. It is possible with God's grace. But what tends to happen is, is that we tend to block it off. We tend to block off his mercy from healing our deepest wounds. And then that prevents us from being able to allow his grace just to flow through us. Or our own pride of where we choose not to be his instrument and to not share his love and mercy with other people. And that prevents us from, from experiencing the fullness of all of what he wants to give us. But when we're rooted in God's grace, and we do it through those four steps to holiness that I keep you know, harping about and talking about in my ministry, daily prayer and meditation, living that life of grace by frequent reception of the sacraments, and our sacrifice all of those things that we do not like, did not choose, cannot change, and do not understand, this is our growing daily in virtue and abandoning ourselves to his will. And that becomes our silent and hidden action that's permeated with love and it's imbued with prayer. This is the fulfillment of what it is that Jesus spoke to St. Faustina about. And it's possible it's possible, but we have to be willing to have the courage to say, yes, Lord, I desire it. And yes, I will work towards it along with you who are walking with me. The yoke is not too heavy. The burden isn't too difficult because he will give us all the grace that we need. And during this Advent season, we have a chance to begin again to begin again, to be people of hope. Oh my gosh, does a world need the hope right now? But to be a people of hope, to be a people of joy. Does our world need joy right now? Absolutely. But especially to be people of peace and love. Our world so desperately needs it right now in the midst of this continuing pandemic, in the midst of numbers rising again, in the midst of the potentiality for another lockdown, for our economy being shut down, for the challenges that people have come through economically and also physically and with health and emotionally. I mean, there's so much. 
And we have to be those people of hope. We have to be those people of joy and of peace and of love so that together we're able to be those living, breathing saints that God created us to be. And when we are, then people experience his love and his mercy. And we're able to get through very difficult times, but we're able to get through them. Why? Because we have our hope and our eyes fixed on Jesus. And when he is our hope and our salvation, which he is, then all things are made new and we ourselves are made new as well. So keep your eyes fixed on him. And as we do that, then we will be able to offer a sacrifice that is silent and hidden, permeated with love and imbued with prayer. Our food for the feet comes from St. Catherine of Siena. She says, God will provide the way and the means such as you could never have imagined. Leave it all to him. Let go of yourself. Lose yourself on the cross and you will find yourself entirely. This is what we have been speaking of in our conversation today is that we keep coming back to the fact that God will always give us the way and the means. He will always give us the graces that we need far beyond any imagining. I know for me, uh, one of the biggest ways that I have limited, you know, God uh, in my own life has been in limiting how God might be able to act in my life. Um, You know, uh, a a frequent prayer uh, aspiration, prayer aspiration that I always say is, you know, just like the disciples, Lord, increase my faith. Um, And uh, I always focus upon the fact of if we had the faith of a mustard seed, then the mountain would pick itself up and walk into the sea. And I also hang on to the fact that Peter, who was fully human without a doubt, denied Christ three times. And yet, Peter was able to walk on water. When? He kept his eyes on Christ, and that's what we need to be about. This Advent season is our opportunity to be able to keep our eyes on Christ. And where is Christ? Christ is on the cross, not because he's going, oh, you're going to have you know, have this terrible, horrible death, but rather because Christ is saying it is in losing yourself that you find yourself completely. And when we um, lose ourselves on the cross, Mary is with us, the saints are with us, um, and this is the beauty of the rosary, for example, to reflect on the mysteries, but especially the sorrowful mysteries. And as we do that, then we're able to lose ourselves on the cross, and we're able to reflect upon how God is asking us to continue to pour our lives out for others, just as he did on the cross. Of He poured himself out, you know, for us, for, with his love, with his mercy, but his very self. And then he t- gives his very self to us in the sacraments, his grace, the fullness of who he is, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and holy Eucharist. And, you know, the, the fact of, you know, the grace isn't working in our lives. It's not because of God. 
I challenge, you know, uh, students when I've worked with them, you know, preparing for confirmation and adults as well. If you're looking around, you know, and people are receiving Holy Eucharist and you don't see them becoming saints, it's not because the grace of God that's there is deficient in any way, shape, or form. No, what's going on is that we are blocking that grace in some way. And this is where we have to keep saying yes, to be able to keep saying yes in a deeper, more profound and encompassing way in our lives for us to be striving to make our lives right ordered. And what does right ordered mean? It means our eyes are fixed on Christ and that we are putting all aspects of our life at the service of Christ out of love for him, not out of fear, not out of any way that, you know, uh, trying to avoid punishment, but because we love him so much, we are willing to order our lives in such a way that we can be united with him. And when we do that, that is when we become transformed and transforming union with God is holiness. And when we are holy, then we are who God created us to be. And we're able to embrace that life. And we're able to be those signs during Advent in particular of hope and joy and peace and love. And this is what we are to be about. Signs of hope, leaven, that bread rising up, all those around us, raising them up so that together we're able to be who God created us to be and live those lives that are full of that purpose and peace and abundance that he created us for. This is our call. This is what we have the opportunity to do, especially this Advent year. So what are some ways that you can take our conversation today and apply them in your daily life, especially at the beginning of this Advent season? Well, as I was talking, you know, Father Timothy Gallagher talking about those uh, stages of discernment, awareness, understanding, and taking action. One of the best ways to cultivate that habit of awareness is by praying a daily examine. That is something, if you're not familiar with it or you're not practicing it right now, that would be a phenomenal Advent resolution to make uh, that I desire to uh, start practicing a daily examine in my life. What's, a, what's another thing that we could be doing? Uh, we could be practicing that at always say a prayer, that ASAP acronym. So always say a prayer. That could be a way that you could be going through your day. Um, or it, it could be that um, you're uh, spending time reflecting um, and placing yourself, losing yourself on the cross uh, and spending time with Mary uh, as you reflect and pray the rosary and reflect on the mysteries. So those are just numerous different ways. Or finally, to make that assessment of the four steps of how well are you doing in daily prayer and meditation, in coming and living that life of grace and frequenting the sacraments, of striving to grow daily in virtue and abandoning yourself to God's will. Do that assessment, make that plan, make this new year, this Advent, one of your best ever. (music) 
So I'm going to give you three different calls to action during this Advent season. One, we're in the midst of buy, buy, buy. Well, why don't you buy a copy of my book, Say Yes, Discovering Purpose, Peace, and Abundance in Daily Life. And even if you've gotten a copy, get a copy and share it with a friend. Help them be able to transform their life by doing what it is that they need to be about so they can become a saint. A second is grow in your understanding of yourself. One of the ways that I help people do that is by the uh, the M code assessment. So I invite you go to my website, say yes to holiness.com, uh, go to the movement tab, and on there you can sign up to take the motivation code assessment. And this will help you be able to have a deeper understanding of yourself by unpacking your core motivations or your spiritual thumbprint. And the third is go and participate in a conference, in an Advent offering, uh, one of the numerous programs that are out there. There's tons of them. Um, I'm participating in an online conference through smartcatholics.com, uh, which is the Jesus-Centered Life Conference. It's an international family conference uh, in particular. It's focused on helping families be able to grow in holiness and live Jesus-centered lives. So I invite you, go and do one of those three or all of those three, be, be an overachiever. Uh, go take your, um, you know, go buy my book, go take your M-Code assessment, and uh, go sign up for a conference, be it the uh, conf- one of the conferences hosted by smartcatholics.com or be a part of Christophonic's uh, Joy uh, Advent Series or Dynamic Catholics, Best Advent Ever, or there's tons of stuff out there. So go do something. Uh, this is our call. This is how we start out our new year. We do it by doing all that we can to be the saints that God created us to be. Thanks again for spending time with me today. If you have any suggestions or questions for upcoming podcasts, please send them to me at my Facebook page at Say Yes to Holiness, on Instagram at Christina Simmons, or at my website www.sayyestoholiness.com. I look forward to hearing from you. In the interim, please know of my continued prayers for you and your loved ones that we may each continue to strive to do whatever it takes in order to grow in holiness so we may be able to tell the master of death not today. Take care, and I look forward to talking with you again soon.